It's finally happened! The Good Brothers showed up in AEW. And technically, the Bullet Club just reunited. Eh, kinda. But let's start from the beginning. New Year's Smash Night 1 started with an 8-man tag between SCU and the Young Bucks versus TH2 and the Acclaim. What a surprise! It was a fun, fast-paced match. Who would have guessed? We had big bros from the beginning, incredible athleticism, and hard-hitting action. All the teams had their moments, and all the teams showed their potential. The match ended after Nick tried to go for the Meltzer driver, but instead faked it and jumped to the outside, leaving Daniels and Matt Jackson to do best Meltzer ever for the victory. After the match, SCU reminded everyone that if they're gonna lose any tag match, they will split out for good. So that's why they aiming to get their shot for the belts. It was a good match to start the show and an intriguing storyline going forward. So, I'm all in for this. After this, we had somewhat typical but still very exciting promo from John Moxley, where he said he wants to beat the living shit out of Kenny right now with a crowbar, but he won't, because he respects Phoenix, who earned his right to challenge Omega. So, he'll be just like a boogeyman, look from the shadows, and wait for his moment to strike. Then we had an interview with Chuck Taylor, where he announced that Trent will unfortunately miss 4-6 to six months due to his injury. But he was quickly interrupted by Miro and Kip Sabian. And after a little exchange of words, we have an official confirmation that next week, we're gonna have a match between Chuck and Miro. If Chuck loses, he will become Miro's young boy. And it's obvious that Chuck will lose. But I'm still very excited to see what comedy stuff they're gonna do because Chuck is absolutely hilarious. After this, we had a match that I was so excited to watch, and thankfully, it didn't disappoint. Hager versus Warlow. And yeah, it started off a little bit slow with a typical big Buffy action and with both men refusing to go down, but after the commercial break, the pace suddenly became faster and we had a great sequence between two wrestlers. The reversals of big finishers and some nasty hits. We saw multiple suplexes from both men and even a swanton bomb from Wardlow. And after a little exchange of hits on a top rope, Wardlow pushed Hager down and performed an F10 for the victory. After the match, Everyone threw a fist bomb as a sign of respect. Then we had a wedding between Brian Cage and Darby Allen. We saw the new design of the TNT belt that looks pretty much the same, only instead of a red leather, now it's black. And because of that, doubtably it looks even better. But in the segment itself, we found out that Darby weighs about uh, 170 pounds, while Cage weighs about 272. Team Taz were about to attack Darby, but once again Sting came down to save him. It was 
Fine, but as I said so many times before, we do not need to see Sting every single week on Dynamite in the very similar segment. He loses his ability of being so special. He's still exciting to watch, but come on, not every single week, please. Then we had a couple backstage segments where nothing really happened, but we found out that instead of Luchasaurus, Marcus Stun and Jungle Boy will face against FTR. Nothing too drastically big, but still, solid backstage segments. After this though, we had another good match between Cody Rhodes with Snoop Dogg in his corner and Matt Seidel. It was a fun technical match that once again showcased the abilities of Matt Seidel greatly, whether it be submissions or high-flying. Cody of course had his moments to shine, and after a good sequence between those two, he now took crossroads for the victory. After the match, Chaos Project tried to attack Cody and Matt, but they beat them up, and then they let Snoop Dogg do a frog splash. I mean, it was fun, but this was quite a splash, and I think it deserved its own name. A 5-star dog splash. Yeah, I think it will suit it perfectly. Then we had probably the most questionable thing on the show, a match for the women's title between Sheeta and Abaddon. Why it was questionable? Well, it was kinda a gimmick match. Because in early stage of this match, Abaddon once again bited Sheeta's snack and she needed to wrestle while still trying to sell the bite. And surprisingly, it was a decent match where both women had their moments and where Sheeta won after hitting her combination of Falcon Arrow and the knee. But the reaction to this match was definitely mixed. I didn't mind a bite and selling of it because I didn't really care about this match, and actually I enjoyed the selling more than I enjoyed on the last week's episode, and I enjoyed the commentary so much more on the show because probably Jericho was there and he added so much emotions, but I understand why people didn't like it, but overall thankfully it was still a decent match. And finally, the main event, Phoenix. Versus Omega. What can I say? It was an instant classic, receiving 5 stars from Meltzer and making people question, was it the best match in Dynamite history? And it definitely deserved the prayers that it got. It was fast-paced, hard-hitting, beautiful match. It seems like every time Phoenix wrestles, he adds new moves to his arsenal because otherwise, I don't know what's happening. Because at one point, he did a moonsault into German suplex. Like, what do you mean? It's not even humanly possible. But he still did it. Just, just wow. The whole match, the chemistry between those two, the moves, everything was just phenomenal. And after a combination of V-triggers, Kenny nailed a one-winged angel for the victory. But it was not the end of the show quite yet, because what happened next quite literally set the internet on fire. Because after the match, 
Don Callis said that there is nobody who will save Phoenix from another one-winged angel, but before Kenny can nail him with it, Moxley came down to save him with a barbed wire bat, and he started his own beating. But who came down to help Kenny? Of course, none other than the Good Brothers. They beat Moxley down with a bat and with a magic killer, but wrestlers in the crowd couldn't take it anymore and they ran down for the safe. But instead, they got their asses beaten by the super elite. And when you think this segment just can't get any better, the young bucks run out to cool down everyone. But while they try to talk reason to the good brothers and Kenny, Varsity Blondes grab Kenny and before you know, Matt Jackson almost instinctively supercooks a threat. And after a little stare down, Kenny suggests to throw the two sweet. And they do. And we get this iconic shot. It was beautiful. What else can I say? The reunion of the Bullet Club, a five-star match, and a lot of fun good matches throughout the show. It was once again one of the best dynamites in history. Thank you guys for listening and hear you soon.